0: Well, good morning. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I am really excited because we are wrapping up a series this this week. I get to talk to you about it. Um, But for the last few weeks, we've been talking about what counts and what matters to us here at Lakeside. And and we've gone through some of those things that we count because we believe that what counts gets counted and what gets counted gets done. Um, And so some of those things that we talked about, we talked about attendance, right? You guys remember that? That we said, hey, it matters for you to be here. And the reason that we count attendance, it's not because we are so concerned about filling up this room, but it's because we're concerned about filling up your soul. And we believe that when we gather together amongst other followers of Jesus, when we are worshiping God together, when we're praying together and we're learning together, we believe that that fills up your soul. And so that's something that we count. We count it because it counts to you, it matters to you, so we count attendance. And then another thing we talked about counting is we count baptisms. And we don't count baptisms because we get bonus points with all the other churches around. It's not a competition. We count baptisms because it's important in your spiritual journey. A baptism, that is that first moment where you are announcing to the world that I'm different. Something's different about me. I've been redeemed. I've been changed. It helps you Make that moment of becoming a follower of Jesus real and tangible. I mean, everyone remembers when they were baptized, right? I have my picture of my baptism up in my office. I remember it. It was a moment for me. And it's also a moment for you to engage with your oikos and to talk to your friends and your family and your neighbors and to say, hey, something's different about me. I want to share that with you. So we count baptisms because baptisms are important to you. And we count and we track your spiritual growth. Carl was talking about that. We count and track your spiritual growth through our classes and our groups because we know that in those classes and in those groups, that's where you are learning how to be more and more like Jesus. And in those groups that we have you connected in, that's where we start to develop community. And where we start to belong and love one another. And then last week, Brad walked us through generosity. And we count generosity. The reason that we count generosity is because it's probably one of the most important lessons that we can learn in the church. Because when we're generous inside the church, and we're generous with people outside the church, often that's like a shout to the world saying, we're different. We have a different system. We believe in things that are different than you. We have a different worldview. Come and check it out. And so when you look at all those things that we count and we track, when you look at all those things that matter to us at Lakeside, there is a single and consistent thread woven through all of those. And that thread is you. So when we talk at Lakeside about what matters to us, What matters to us is you. Everything that we do is for you. Every program, every class, everything, it's all designed to help you be transformed into a passionate and productive follower of Jesus. And so we count it. And we believe here that that is never more fully revealed than when we start to serve other people because we believe that when we serve others we're more like Jesus than we could ever be and that's what we get to talk about today is serving others so if you have your bible whatever form you have it on let's pull that out we're going to be looking at romans 12 If you don't have a Bible, there should be one on a seat near you. So go ahead and grab that. Uh, If you grab one of those Bibles, hey, feel free to take that home. It's our gift to you. Enjoy it. um, Learn it. Study it. And also, here's the bonus. If you grab one of our Bibles, it's on page 798. Oh, I think 799. So it's right there. So you guys have a head start on us. But we're going to be looking at Romans 12, and we're going to start in the very first verse of Romans 12. But I want to take a moment to set this up a little bit. So what's happening here is Paul is writing a letter, and he's writing a letter to the church in Rome. He's writing a letter to all of the followers of Jesus in Rome, the body of Christ in Rome. And and so he's setting this up. Before we get to 12, he spends 11 chapters, and he's talking about God's mercy, God's mercy for us. And he doesn't start with what's going on right now or what was going on right then for them. He went all the way back to the beginning of creation. And he said, look, God was here in creation. His presence was amongst us. You could see God's presence throughout the creation. There's no excuse for man not to be connected to God. And yet we chose to separate ourselves from him. And we chose to live a life apart from him. We chose our own way. We chose our own path. We've sinned. And you know what God's saying? that's fine. If you don't want to be by me, you don't have to be by me. We can live separated for, for now while you're here on earth, and we can live separated for all eternity. But that's not what I want. What God's saying is, I, I want to have a relationship with you. And he's saying, I want it so desperately that I'm going to make a way for it to happen, and that way going to cost me something. And so God says, look, here's the path, the path I have for you. I'm going to send my son, Jesus, And he's going to to be your redemption. He's going to be the sacrifice for you so that we can have a relationship together. And so God loves us, loves you so desperately that he sacrificed his son himself so that you could have a relationship with him. And it's never more fully fully demonstrated than in this, in Romans 5.8. It says this, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait till we got things together. He didn't wait till everything was okay, till we were making a move towards Him. He said, I'm going to make a move towards you. And so He made this happen for us. And then we get into chapter 12. So Paul has just been talking about God's mercy on us, proclaiming it to everyone. And then here, here's what He says in chapter 12, chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, first off, this isn't really a a super passive passage of Scripture, right? And I know sometimes we read the Bible and we got to get it passive. And, okay, it's monotone and I'm just reading it. But I can imagine Paul up here with a pulpit, pounding on it, jumping up and down and saying, Look, I just told you all about this. Now you know who you are. You know who God is. You know how much he loves you. You know who Jesus is. You know that I want to redeem you. And so we're left with nothing else but to say, I am going to serve. If someone showed you that kind of mercy, wouldn't you want to give back? And so that's what Paul is telling us. us, And he's saying, look, I'm going to direct your joy and excitement. And your joy and excitement should be through serving. Someone reached out to you, so reach out to someone else. Serve them. And then for me, that's when it all falls apart. Because I sit and I read this passage and I get excited and I want to serve. And especially when I was a new believer, it was tough for me because I would read this. As a matter of fact, I, this was my favorite passage of Scripture, Romans 12. Uh, so thanks for giving it to me, Brad. Uh, this is my favorite passage of Scripture when I became a follower of Christ because it was explaining to me how to live this out. But when I read that and got excited, I had a little bit of doubt. So I knew that God had mercy for me. I knew he did this for me. But what could I possibly do to do anything that would give justice to the mercy that God has just shown me? How could I give back anything for the redemption that he'd given me? And I felt when I looked out at the church that I wasn't worthy. I had, that you guys didn't need me. And so how this played out in my life was kind of an internal dialogue. Right, the, Does that ever happen to you guys? You start to talk to yourself? All right, don't admit it, right? I'll admit it for you, all right? Because it happens to you. I know it, right? And so I would say, you know what, God? I, I want to serve you. I want to do something for you. And then I would tell myself, but, but I can't. You can't do that. You don't know enough about the Bible. You don't like to speak in front of people. God's changed me a little bit. I like it now. Uh, You don't know how to lead. You have a past. You don't matter. You don't count. You're worth nothing. And so that's kind of how I operated for a while. And I think, this is just a thought, I think in a room this size, there might be some of you that are thinking that same thing, that you don't count and that you don't matter. And the cool thing about the Bible is um, God, uh, he knew that we were going to think that right? And so he gave Paul some words for us in that. So if you move over a couple of verses, let's look at Romans twelve four through 6, because Paul addresses this very issue. And so twelve four through 6, for just as each one of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And so let me give you a little paraphrase in that, right? So this is the Steve Wright paraphrase. So he's, Paul is telling this church in Rome, and he's saying, you know how the church, your church is really big? How Lakeside Church is really big? How the global church is really big? How the kingdom of God is really big? It is huge. It's enormous. It's like a really big guy, a really big body, right? But that big body, is made up of a bunch of tiny little pieces and those little tiny pieces are you and me and then you and you and you and you and you and me together we're all interconnected and we're all interconnected to keep this body moving so that's really what he's saying that we're all interconnected we're all part of the body And so I would read that and I'd say, you know what? I believe that. There's a place for me. I have a place to serve. But then I started to really think about how important is my place? And you guys might be thinking the same thing. How important is your place in the body of Christ? If all I do are answer phones, am I really more important than the band or the person up teaching or I, I'm not really that important. And so it's okay. I can, I can take a day off. I can slide. I don't even need to serve. They don't really need me. I'm, I'm kind of part of it, but the body's going to go on without me, right? Do any of you feel that way? Well, don't answer, right? I don't want, don't answer. I did. I'm answering on your behalf. So again... Paul is a smart guy. God's really smart. And so Paul talks about this very same thing, right? And so he talks about it in the next book over in the Bible. So if you turn to the right a little bit in your Bible and go over a few pages, we're going to go to the next book of the Bible, which is 1 Corinthians, right? Uh, 1 Corinthians. I think in your Bible, um, in the Lakeside Bible, I think it's page 799. I think it's 10 pages over. Um, But. Um, So here's the fantastic part, it's also in chapter 12, and I don't know if he had this planned out or anything, but it's really cool, right? So Romans 12 and then 1 Corinthians 12. And Paul's going into the same concept of this body, that we're the body of Christ, but he goes a little bit deeper now. This is for the people like me that are a little stubborn and haven't gotten it yet. And so in 1 Corinthians 12, 15 through 18, Paul says this. Now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body And so what he's telling us, what he's telling them, what he's telling you is this. Again, another paraphrase. He's saying, remember that big body that I was talking about, that big body of Christ, the the group of all believers gathered together? Do you remember that? You remember how huge it was? And you remember how it was all made up of those little bits and pieces? And those little bits and pieces are you and me. You remember that? And do you remember how all those little bits and pieces were interconnected, right? Right? They're all dependent on each other. Well, they're all important. They all need each other. Sure, if one part of the body isn't working, maybe the body lives on. But it's not the same body that it was. It doesn't have the same function that it did. And so, you, we need you. You're all important. And guess what? God made you that way. He made you unique. And he made you unique for a reason. So that you would help complete the body. And we get to see this time and time again here at Lakeside. We're pretty lucky because we get to see that happen all the time. So right now as we're talking, there's groups of, of people serving our kids. And they're serving you. And they're helping to teach your kids what it looks like to be a passionate and productive follower of Jesus. And that is a great gift that we have. And there are people, there are people that come here every Saturday morning. They spend their Saturday mornings here, and they put those envelopes and the pens and the Connect cards, and they stuff them in the pockets right there. Every Saturday morning, they come in and stuff it. But that's only because there's another team that makes little bundles of those envelopes, pens, and Connect cards, so they can stuff them. And they do that so that when you fill out a Connect card, or you don't for a few weeks that we know that you're not here. And there's another team that makes those phone calls just to ask, how you doing? What's going on? How you been? Is there anything that we can do to help you? So it's all interconnected. It's all important. The, the, the truth is at this church, at every church there is not a single ministry that has not had, has not been touched by the hands of someone voluntarily giving up their time and their energy and their resources to serve you and to help you become a passionate and productive follower of Jesus. So I put this out to, our, to all of our leaders. I put this out to all the pastors, all the leaders of ministry. I wanted to know how many people we have serving here at Lakeside. And I added it all up, and we've got over the course of the year, we've got about 800 people serving different ministries here at Lakeside. And that's a lot. So, hey, thanks to you guys for doing that. We appreciate you guys. We can, you know what? We can even give you a round of applause. How about that? <laughs> Brad would like to buy everyone a car for serving, but we can't. So, um, next year. Um, so, in those 800 people, Those are 800, they're not individual people, right? So if you're thinking that through, you're going, 800 people, that's a lot. They don't really need me. Um, So here, let me break it down. So of those 800, some people are serving in multiple ministries. So they're volunteering multiple times. And so we're counting them multiple times. There's some people that are only volunteering a, a few times even a year, right? So when you hear that 800 number, I don't want you to think that we don't need your help. We absolutely, we absolutely need you to come in and serve and help. You're serving others. That is a super important role. And like I said, it's not just about this place. It's about you and helping you become a passionate and productive follower of Jesus. We're never more like Jesus than when we serve. And we want to give you those opportunities. And so this morning, you might be thinking, you know what? I want to be part of that. It's time for me. I'm going to step up. We have a super easy way for you to do that, okay? So you see these center doors right back here, all right? Walk through them when you leave, and then make a sharp right-hand turn. That's our welcome area. Just walk in there, and on the back wall of that, you'll see some cards like these. Have you guys seen these before? You know what they are? These are our ministry cards. These cards talk about all the different ministries that we're doing here at Lakeside. It talks about the heart behind the ministries, and it gives you a contact number or email address for you to contact the person that can get you plugged into that ministry. And what we would like you to do, if if that's interesting to you, go, check those out, read those. Read the heart of the ministry. See if that connects with your heart. Make some contact with that person. Get plugged in. Get ready to serve. We're going to help you. We're not just going to leave you hanging, right? We're going to walk you through the process. We're going to help you get plugged in. We're going to tell you how things go here in the ministry, and we're going to tell you how to handle things when they go wrong, because they will. I mean, it's just part of life. So we'll help you through that. We don't have to go through it blind. But we are asking that you you do that. This is a great way for you to get connected to the heart of God. And even though as important as that stuff is, it is, it is vitally important because you would not be here. You would not be here as the person that you are if people were not serving here at the church because we wouldn't be the church that we are. So your spiritual formation, maybe even life at home, how you interact with your kids, it's, it's probably all been shaped by your time here at Lakeside Church. And so it is a super important and vital role. And as important as that stuff is here at the church there's also some amazing things going on out there in the community. So our community is being transformed by the work of ministries like the Twin Lakes Food Bank, like Powerhouse Ministries, like uh, Folsom's Hope. There are people like you that are serving with those ministries and helping them change how we do things here in our community. And I can tell you how important that is because it's important to us because those people out there, they may not be connected to Lakeside, they may not be connected to a church at all, but they, are, they matter to God. They matter to God, and so they better matter to us. And so there, there's really no other way to talk about just the, the great impact going on out in our community than to have people who are right now connected to what is going on out in the community. So we thought right now would be a really good time to bring up a couple of people who are doing some amazing things out in the community and just share what's going on with them and share their heart for ministry. So we're going to bring up a couple of people. One is our own, Josh Bolin, and the other one is a great friend of ours, Brett Bradman. Let's give him a round of applause.
1: Thanks, Steve. Um, So many of you may know, uh, I've shared a couple times here in our gatherings with our church family that I've had the opportunity uh, to participate and serve with a ministry that we partner with here called Prison Fellowship. Um, I've been able to uh, join them for a couple of their Sunday night um, chapel services inside of Folsom Prison and lead worship with a band of inmates that um, are... Christ followers and incredible musicians, and, and it's absolutely an amazing experience um, to be a part of. And uh, and Brett here is kind of our connection at Lakeside to Prison Fellowship. So Brett is a volunteer coordinator for Prison Fellowship. And so we just thought we'd bring in Brett and ask him a few questions, and uh, he can share some about what Prison Fellowship does. So how long have you been with Prison Fellowship? What's a little bit about your
2: story? Well, I, I came to know Jesus about 22 years ago. And um, I was attending a church in Sacramento, and about a year after that, a prison fellowship area director came to our church and was doing what kind of we're doing right now, looking for more volunteers. And so I heard the call just a year after knowing Jesus, and for the last 21 years, I've been doing prison ministry. And I've, I've done it at different prisons right now. I'm, it's nice and convenient. I live in Folsom. I'm, I'm here at Folsom Prison. We have a lot of good ministry going there now. So uh, we're looking for people to to help us in educational courses that we're teaching. We have a seminary class that we're teaching. uh, A number of inmates who are strong believers who want to be pastors and Christian coaches and other things when they leave prison. We have a reentry course that we're teaching on the same night, Tuesday night. And we have a Sunday night service, which is very similar to what we do here at Lakeside. We have a worship band, as Josh was telling you. And then we have somebody who gives a message. Then we have a need for volunteers to pray with inmates to counsel inmates, to talk and build relationships. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, so if anybody else out here is like me, uh, I had a lot of kind of uncertainty and even some fear and anxiety the first time I ended up uh, saying, okay, let's let's do this. I think Pastor Brad invited me to go, and I was like, this is kind of scary walking inside the prison walls. I remember walking into the front gate and looking up and like, all right, I'm inside now. And it's kind of intimidating. Um, so for some of us who maybe feel that way initially, I'm happy to say I'm now over the hump of being afraid to go into prison. But um, in, in that way, although I'm wearing stripes <laughs> today. <laughs> um, so what, what kind of things can we as volunteers, and, and just so you guys know too, Brett is just a volunteer with Prison Fellowship. So he, he gives his time voluntarily as well. Uh, but what kind of things is, can we do so you shared a little bit about what the programs are, but what what kind of things can we do?
2: Well, the fear is a natural thing. Um, you know, we read in the Bible that after Paul went through his conversion, there, there were a number of apostles said, hey, do we, you, we know about this guy. Are you sure you want to work with him? So that, that fear is it's it's common. You know, we all have it, and I think once... Most people go into the facility, they get so blessed and get so moved, and I, I saw it happen to you and, and to Brad and others, that you just you want to come back. And the people that we're generally dealing with are Christians or inmates who are seeking another way to do life, and whether that's ultimately finding Jesus, which many of them do, we're there for them. And so it's not like we're going into the hard gang members on the yard. We're going into a chapel, then we're going into an educational facility. So it's always for almost everybody a very positive experience. Very rarely do I say, do I see a volunteer go in and go, wow, this wasn't for me. Normally they keep coming back.
1: That's awesome. Uh, what kind of fruit and results do you see from this ministry with those men?
2: Boy, we see we see a lot of fruits, and uh, I brought my Bible up here because. After I started going into prison, I said, you know, what's the Bible say about visiting prisoners? And Hebrews 13 talks about um, remembering prisoners as if you were there with them. And probably the, the one that a lot of us volunteers really look at is Matthew Matthew 25, when Jesus separates the sheep from the goats. And the sheep are, are going to heaven and the goats are going somewhere else. And he says, come you who are blessed by my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the fountain of the world for when I was hungry you gave me something to eat when I was thirsty you gave me something to drink when I was a stranger you invited me in when I was naked you clothed me when I was sick you took care of me and when I was in prison you visited me and and that's the thing that's that's huge for a lot of us and you see great stories when you go into prison Um, I mentioned yesterday that one of the most astounding stories is one of the folks that I I met in my course of doing this, he had lost his son right after high school. He was killed by a drunk driver and he went through the, he saw the trial and as a Christian, he ended up visiting the young man who had taken his son's life as a drunk driver. He was in prison and he just started visiting him and he eventually adopted him. And that's, to me, just those kind of stories are just like, it, it just moves you. And that's, to me, what Jesus means when he goes to the cross. And you see those kind of stories when you take part in this ministry. That's awesome. So as
1: a church, uh, both kind of collectively and, and individually, what are some ways that we can support and partner with Prison Fellowship?
2: Well, volunteer. Um, and, and volunteer, and I think you saw this, When you volunteer and you go in, you're you're not only helping somebody who wants to find Jesus or has already found Jesus and strengthening that bond, but what it does inside you. My prayer life in the last 20 years, I, I owe it a lot to the ministry because I didn't look at myself as somebody who prayed very well. But when you pray and you pray with inmates every Sunday night or every Tuesday night, because typically as you develop relationships, an inmate will come up and they'll ask for prayer and and Years ago, I said, you know what? I'm just going to ask, hey, let's pray right now. Just lay a hand on them and pray for them. And I've never had an inmate say no. And so what it does to you inside and what it does for them, and it's you see great stories. You see, I had one one person who's in our seminary class. He said, you know what? We need to do a Fishers of Men orientation for all the new inmate, new inmates who come into prison. Let's show them all the different Christian courses we have. And so... You know, that's another sponsoring activity for a volunteer like me or anyone else to take part in that ministry. Cool.
1: So Brett's going to be available um, in the living room. So if you go out these doors and make a hard right, you're going to see Steve. If you go like three more steps and make a right, you'll see Brett in the living room. And if you're interested at all and even just getting some more information and what it looks like to um, volunteer with Prison Fellowship, I know he'd love to talk to you. So can we say thanks to Brett for being here with us this weekend?
2: Thank you. Look forward to talking to you.
0: And uh, and I know that here at Lakeside, we've got dozens of Bretts that are connected to ministries outside of this church. They're connect- you guys are connected to ministries and nonprofits that we don't even know about, um, and so and that's awesome. And we want you to keep working with that. We love that you're out there. Um, this is really this is really what living this stuff out is about. This is about serving and. Um, and I'd just like to say just thank you to all of you guys, that you guys helped to make this place, this community, a better place. And, and you guys are extending the reach of Lakeside Church out into the community in ways that we as a staff can't do, and we just really appreciate you. And again, I'd like to give you guys a round of applause. And so I know that when, when you guys are thinking through that stuff, right, you're saying, hey, there's all this stuff going on out in the community. There's all these opportunities to serve uh, here at the church. But you know what? My life is busy, right? I've got a lot of stuff going on. I get that. I'm from Folsom. I, I've lived this out. You know, we've got stuff going on with school. We've got stuff going on with sports. We've got stuff going on with families. And some of us are involved in service organizations, and we're doing all that. And you're telling me, I, I'd love to serve. I want to get engaged, but I can't. I don't have time. And what I'm here to tell you is all those places that you're connected out in the community, at the school, in those club teams, on sports teams, out in the service communities, that is your opportunity to serve, right? That is your place to get plugged in and connected. We're not saying here at Lakeside that you've got to stop what you're doing and come and be part of some official, licensed, branded Lakeside activity. We're not saying that at all. We're saying where you're at, get plugged in right? Create relationships that are deep, that are intentional, that are vulnerable with those people. Get to know them. Get to know what the needs are of your community. That's the oikos that we've been talking about from up here, right? So that oikos, a lot of times we're talking that God has strategically placed people in your life, but what if we reverse that? What if God has strategically and sovereignly placed you in their lives for you to reach out to them? Because he has. That's what he's doing, and so if you're a parent in the PTA and you're connected to parents and other moms and, 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 and kids, that's where we want you to develop those relationships and start to pass on the redemptive story that we have. If you're connected to the city council, what a better way to start to plug in and start to say, hey, I'm different, we're different, would you like to join in this journey with me? Maybe it's like I said, a service organization. I don't know where you're connected, but I am freeing you. You don't need our permission to go do that. You don't need our permission to go pass that on. The reason that you're here right now with us is because someone decided somewhere they were going to step outside of the walls of the church. And they were going to go and engage you in the redemptive story. They'd been redeemed and they were going to pass on that redemptive story to you. That's why you're here. That's what we want you to live out. And yeah, we're here to equip you. We will help you, we'll give you advice, we'll train you up on how to be able to do that. But we want to unleash you to the community to be able to do that. Here's the, here's the secret. The gospel isn't the gospel if no one hears it. We have to be ambassadors of that gospel. That's what Paul's talking about. You are so excited because we've received God's mercy. Why wouldn't we want to pass that along to somebody else? So let's go live that out as a church. Let's go live that out. We have 2,000 plus little churches that all come here every weekend. You are the church. So go and live that out in your world. And let's see what happens to change this community and to change our world. Because I think it will make a dramatic difference in what's going on. And then here's another little story, right? And so I can tell you this, that serving God is very dynamic, right? We like stable. But God doesn't. He likes to shake things up a little bit. And I know that there are people that are serving out in the community that are perfectly comfortable with spending their entire life as a follower of Jesus serving outside. But you know what? You may be gaining experience and knowledge that might be useful to us here at the church. So if you're out there serving, we might tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, what you're doing out there, could you come help us do that here? We need help. We need your help. You matter. You're important. And there might be people here that are doing some amazing things, getting equipped and doing some amazing ministry here, that we might tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, what you're doing here could be a blessing to someone out there. And no one knows that better right now at Lakeside than our marriage team. Let me give you a little story. So a few months ago, I was contacted by Agape International Missions. Agape International Missions aim, they are a missions partner that is fighting sex slavery in Cambodia. And so they called me up and they said, look, Steve, we know that this is an issue for us as Cambodians, and we we know that um, it will never be stopped until Cambodians rise up and we fight against this. But there's something going on amongst our team that's helping us from being and fulfilling the call that God has on our ministry. It is the state of marriages in Cambodia and on our team. They told me that the marriage is not valued in Cambodian culture. And it's not valued amongst their team members all that much. And so they're struggling because of break, breakdowns in relationships in marriages. And then they shared with me that some of the North American couples, the marriages that are there, are struggling a little bit. Because there's this thing uh, called vicarious trauma. And when you start to deal with someone who has trauma, you start to take on that trauma yourself. And so the marriages are suffering from the North American workers because they're seeing so much trauma. And they said, can you help? And so I reached out to our marriage team. And wouldn't you know it, that God was raising up a marriage team that was doing amazing things right here amongst us. And so I reached out to them and said, hey, here's the problem. What can you do? And so that marriage team went out and got a, a marriage therapist, an expert in counseling for marriage. And brought them aboard and said, here, how, here's how we can help these marriages. And then they reached out and it was a lakesider then they reached out to another lakesider who's an expert in vicarious trauma imagine amazing that we have that here but we do um and so he said look here's how we can help some of the north american workers that are going through some of this stuff and so our marriage team has created a program to strengthen up marriages for a team fighting sex slavery in cambodia and they're going to go at the end of november And they're going to spend a week, week and a half there. And I can tell you what, the impact that you as Lakeside for sending them, that we're going to have in Cambodia and in the sex trafficking industry, is going to be huge. And it's going to have a way longer lasting impact than the week or week and a half that they're there. It is a ministry that has sovereignly and strategically been placed in our lap because God's been developing us to handle that issue. And so that may happen to you. And I just want you to know, run with it. And when I say that, I know some of you guys are getting scared. (laughs) Serving outside of this place, it makes your heart sink. And then talking about serving overseas, that's even more. It's even more of uh, of, of a problem for you. But we're here to help you out. We're here to help you and encourage you. We have a course coming up called the Kairos course, which is about the biblical mandate for mission, the history of mission, some of the best practices in mission, and how you can get engaged in life outside, the kingdom's life outside of this place. And we would love for you to take that course. It's coming up in September. It's just, we want to equip all of our people to be a light outside of this community. And so I know that there's probably some of you here that are saying, you know what, this is, this is true, I I'd I want to serve, this is, I'm super excited, but you know, right now, I'm broken. My spirit is crushed, my relationships are crumbling, my finances are out of control, I've got some addictions, I can't do this. We understand that. And we've got people here. We have counselors, we've got grief share, we've got divorce care to help you through some of the loss of relationships and people to help you with that. We understand that. We want to help you be a fully, wholly formed follower of Jesus so that we can send you out as a complete package to be Jesus to everyone you come in contact with. So if that's going on, we'd love for you to talk to us about it and let's get you plugged in, let's get connected and let's get you whole. And there might be some of you right now that are saying, you know what, I I do, I I, I like this, but I've got so much junk in my past, I've been so broken that if the church knew who I was before, not only would they not let me serve, they probably wouldn't even let me show my face around here anymore. And I'm telling you that it's okay. We all have a past. We've all been broken. The truth is the gospel is revealed in your brokenness. When God redeemed you, he redeemed you out of brokenness. That's what Paul's talking about. And so that's what we get to talk about today. So you've been redeemed. You've been broken and made whole. So let's go and pass that on to the world that needs us because they're broken as well. Pray with me. Father God, I I thank you so much That in the midst of us running away from you, in the midst of us trying to find our own way, God, that you were chasing after us, that you loved us, that you sent your son to die on a cross and be resurrected so that we could be redeemed. God, I am just so excited about the mercy that you've shown me, that you've shown us. And God, let us be a people, let us be a church, let us be a body of Christ that's so excited about that mercy that we can give you no other answer than yes, yes, I will serve you. Thank you for finding a place for us. And thank you for creating us specifically to be part of your redemptive story in the world. And We pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.